This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast... You know, if, if, if you could see Scripture from a distance in the spiritual realm, and you were to just open your Bible, if you, if you could picture on a table your Bible laying open, you know, right in the middle somewhere, you know, maybe in the Psalms or the book of Isaiah, and you could see it laying open, if you would watch it long enough, you, you should be able in the Spirit to just see it take a breath. Like a like a like a beating heart, like a like a chest of someone who, who like when your kids were young and you weren't sure your first kid are they breathing or are they not breathing, so you'd watch them in their crib and you'd wait for them to move, or you put your hand on their back and you wait for them to take a breath. In a spiritual sense, you can feel the Bible breathing. That is that is the remnant of the breath of God still living in Scripture. Welcome or welcome back to the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom, a ministry of Journey Church International in Lee Summit, Missouri. My name is Brandon, and I'm really looking forward to today's conversation with Pastor Christian about his most recent message from Sunday in our series called Foundations. In this series, Pastor Christian is helping us understand and give us the confidence to know that we can trust the Bible. Pastor Christian, thanks for sharing your wisdom and your insight, especially in our current series on the Bible. Yeah, it's been a it's been a great series. I've had so much good communication um, with our people. So many of our people said, "Man, I've always been told to believe the Bible, to trust it, but not really why. Not to the level that helps me answer the question why." Right. So I think people have appreciated this practical series. For some, I'm sure it's not been enough. For others, it's you know probably a little too much. But I think for most, it's right down the line of of a series that is effective, of a series that is equipping, um, and of a series that that just is reassuring for people mm-hmm. that okay, I, I okay, I really, I really knew and believed in my spirit I could trust the Bible. Now, in my head, with a little history um, and some good reason beside it, uh, we say faith, not but not blind faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can I can move forward in my trust of Scripture. I've been a follower of Jesus for quite a long time, and I've read read through the Bible quite a few times, but this series, I'm telling you, it's been really impactful for me. So thank you very much. Um, On Sunday, you unpack two very important Christian doctrines concerning the Bible. The first is the doctrine of inspiration. You remind us that the Bible is from God. This is, in essence, the the doctrine of inspiration. Pastor Christian, I've read some really, really good books, some really inspiring books. I've, I've also... Uh, been moved by incredibly inspiring music. Let me ask you this: Are there are there books and music today that inspire us like the Gospel of Luke was inspired? Um, what's the difference between a book uh, written by an inspiring author or musician and a book from the Bible? What's the difference? Yeah, so I mean, I, I would say if you use the word inspiring, like we use in our English language, there there are lots of books that are in, that are inspiring right um that that move us there are lots of books that are that are transformational and transformative in our journey, in our journey but not like the 66 books of the bible are inspired because that that word remember in the in the greek language that word doesn't mean uplifting it doesn't mean moving it doesn't mean transformational it means god breathed mm-hmm. um and the authors of of scripture were saying this this is from the this is from the very heart of God to you. All Scripture is God breathed, not just uplifting, not just inspirational, um, but from the heart of God. And you know there there are great songs, there are great music, and a lot of those are are based on the life that still lives in Scripture. 
You know, if 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 you could see scripture from a distance in the spiritual realm and you were to just open your Bible, if you if you could picture on a table your Bible laying open, you know, right in the middle somewhere, you know, maybe in the Psalms or the book of Isaiah, and you could see it laying open, if you would watch it long enough, you you should be able in the spirit to just see it take a breath. Like a like a like a beating heart, like a like a chest of someone who like when your kids were young and you weren't sure your first kid, are they breathing or are they not breathing? So you'd watch them in their crib and you'd wait for them to move or you put your hand on their back and you wait for them to take a breath in a spiritual sense. You can feel the Bible breathing. Mm. That is that is the remnant of the breath of God still living in Scripture. And and we said Sunday when God breathes, things come to life. And that that's what's different between the Bible and the latest inspirational song, the latest inspirational movie, the latest inspirational author. It, the the Bible the Bible is is from God and it's not just uplifting, it's living and it breathes and it breathes life, the the breath of God from heaven into your soul. So it's, it's different. Um, and in, and in that manner, the 66 books of the Bible are different than any book that's ever come before it or after it. And even most songs in the, in the Christian world, even most songs and books that are uplifting, they come from the, they're stealing life from scripture, Sure, right? They're, they're taking that living, breathing truth and principle from scripture and they're putting it in their book. And that's, what's making the, the book breathe, not the creativity and the content around it, but the life that God has put in that scripture. That's good. I've seen some really good movies in the past, but nothing sticks um, like scripture in your heart. Uh, the movies will fade out. That, that feeling you feel after you've seen a really good movie, it fades away, but the scripture doesn't. So right. that's, that's a good reminder. Right. Well, let's talk about two of those authors you just mentioned. Both Peter and Paul affirmed the inspiration of Scripture in their final messages. They went to the grave trusting and sharing this reality. And interestingly, Peter states in 1 Peter one twenty, above all, I love how he says that, above all, mm -hmm. you must understand prophecy, Scripture never had its origin with humans. Although written by humans, it was spoken from God by the Holy Spirit. Why was getting the word out about the inspiration of Scripture so important for Peter, especially as he approached his final days? Well, yeah, I would say both for, for Paul and Peter. you got to remember, both of these guys died within a year of each other, maybe two years of each mm. other under the Roman Emperor Nero. They were both imprisoned basically for the, for the message of the gospel, for... Uh, because they because they wouldn't recant and they said no no like Nero is not God Jesus was God Jesus is the savior of the world uh, and and these men were not just willing to be in prison they were willing to die and their final message to their people Paul to Timothy Peter to his followers was the title of our bible study this week I bet my life on it I mean they they both you know Peter opened his final message uh, the final sermon he would ever give second Peter by saying listen I'm going to die soon but here's what I need you to hold on to. You can trust the scriptures. I, I bet my life on it. I'm getting, I'm getting ready to die for this. That's how much I believe it. And Paul closes his final, his final communication, his final Bible study in 2 Timothy by saying the same thing. Hey, this, this scripture is God-breathed. And why is that important? Because it would last. Mm -hmm. uh, Paul was going to die. Peter was going to die. Everyone who saw Jesus with their own eyes was going to die. 
but the scriptures would live. And it's not just the stories that would live, but the scripture would live. And Jesus said, the Holy Spirit, if you will just keep telling the story, the Holy Spirit will keep it alive. The Holy Spirit will bring it to memory for people. The Holy Spirit will infuse it with the same stuff that was happening uh, during the ministry of Jesus, with the same stuff that, that was happening in the book of Acts. That same spirit lives in scripture and the Holy Spirit will keep it alive if you would just write it down. So they were saying, listen, um, Jesus was here, but now he's in heaven and I am here, but I'm going to heaven. And probably every pastor and church leader that, that people would have had in this generation was leaving and going to heaven, but scripture would remain. Hmm. And they said, you need to know as it remains, it remains unchanged. It remains trustworthy. It remains powerful. Lean into it. Paul and Peter both said, I bet my life on this truth so hang on to it, live by it, because for you, it, it will be life to your spirit. For you, it will be direction for your future. For you, it will be peace to your soul. I bet my life on it. Uh, both these guys said, I'm dying soon, but I'm not going down without a fight. I bet my life on it. Um, base your life on scripture, and one day you will live your life with Jesus. That's good. That's really good. Let's talk about your second key thought from Sunday's message. The first truth was that the Bible is from God. The key thought number two, you state that the Bible is to us. Hebrews 4 states that the Word of God is alive and active. It's living and active. The Bible is not a dead collection of books. It was not only God-inspired, it is God-illuminating, meaning the Holy Spirit, through the words of the Bible, convicts, challenges, rebukes, and teaches us today— in essence, this is the doctrine of illumination. So the question is this, when you are reading the Bible, what does illumination look and feel like? Like, how do you know when you've been illuminated? Yeah, so you, so you know those, um, those little yellow guys who follow, grew around in, in those, what, what's that movie called? They have one eye. The Minions. Yeah, The Minions. The Minions. Despicable Me. The, yeah, right. Despicable Me. Right. Great movies. Um, and they come from that uh, that Illumination studio, right? <laughs> That's right. That has nothing to do with the doctrine of Illumination. <laughs> okay, but every time great. I hear that word, I think of those little yellow guys jumping on <laughs> the light. Here, here's a better picture um, of Illumination. When, when you grow up as a redneck in the hills of southern Ohio... <laughs> You grow up 30 minutes from the closest McDonald's. You grow up in a town that doesn't really have a gas station or any place to eat. Um, you have to find things to do outside to entertain yourself. And it, and one game um, that is a healthy game uh, that you can play as a redneck running around in the fields uh, is flashlight tag. Have right. you, like, have you ever played flashlight Loved tag? Have you ever, yeah, even heard Loved of flashlight it. tag. Oh, yeah. Um, for those of you listening who have not played flashlight tag, basically you're pay, playing a, a big game of tag in the dark. But instead of tagging someone, you just have to, you just have to illuminate them. You just shine have to a light on them. shine a light on them. Mm -hmm. The process of illumination, doctrinally uh, speaking and practically speaking, is like when you're reading, when, when you're just reading a, a page of Scripture. Pick any, pick any page in the Bible. You're, you're reading a page of Scripture and you read a chapter that has 30 verses, but verse 14 just stands out to you. Like you, you're, you're reading over verse 1, verse 2, verse 3, verse 4, verse 5, and you're reading it like you would read a book. But at some point you read over a verse that feels like instead of seeing it with your eyes, you saw it with your heart. Hmm. Instead of see, in, instead of seeing it with your eyes, you like you hurt, you heard it, you heard it in your soul. Um, 
And you think, you know, how, how does that happen? It doesn't happen when you read Sports Illustrated. It doesn't happen when you read in your novel. Um, you're, you're reading a page of Scripture, and literally it's like a light from heaven shines on one verse, um, and it is illuminated. It's like it, it you know, it, it lights up in your soul, not on the page, but in your soul. That is the process of illumination. That is how God uses Scripture and the Holy Spirit to kind of trigger a truth for you personally, a promise to claim, um, an, an attitude, an attitude to adjust, um, a, a habit to break, um, an inaction to respond to. You're just, you just thought you were doing your quiet time. I got to read my three or four chapters today. But in the midst of that, there's one verse that it, it feels like I did my quiet time, but this one verse felt like a text message from heaven. Mm. Like on this day of life, I think God wanted to say that to me for now, for today. That is illumination when that is happening. And I, and I tell people when you read, try to read until that process of illumination has happened. And if not, go back, slow down, uh, either either quiet the noise or maybe turn on a little worship music so there's, some, so there's something else. Slow down, read again. Um, I actually had some kids in the youth group who just last week, I was on a college visit, took a couple kids with me, and they're like, hey, we'd like to start a Bible study with some friends. What do we do? Uh, how, you know, how do, how do we do it? And I said, go, go, get, go, go get the book of Proverbs and pick a month. October is coming. Um, and have your friends, whatever group of friends you're talking to, have them in the month of October read a proverb for the day of the month. Proverbs 1 on October 1st, Proverbs 5 on October 5, so on and so forth. Proverbs 31 on October 31st. Have everyone read the same chapter of Proverbs that day, and then have everyone text to a to a group text or a group me the one verse that stood out to them. You say, why are you doing that? I'm, I'm trying to train them in illumination. Read to find one. And the one thought that was from you is is the one God... It is just like playing flashlight tag. That's the one God hit his flashlight tag, flashlight on and said, tag, tag. This verse is for you. Tag. You're it. Take this verse and run with it. Pastor Christian, on Sunday, your goal was to answer the question, was the Bible written specifically to us for now or to an audience in the past specifically for them? So I'm sure like many listeners, sometimes when I'm reading the Bible, I have one of those, I guess you had to be there moments. It's not really connecting to me, just kind of what you reiterated just a few seconds ago. So in those moments of Bible reading and, and study, what are some of the strategies you've used to help make the words on the page become a message in your heart? So really one of the greatest resources to use is a study Bible that helps you understand the context of what you're reading. Because if I, if I just, if I open to one of the pages of first and second Chronicles and I read a, and I read a list of 85 names it's like there's nothing there's nothing moving me in these list of names. But when you say, but do you do you understand the book? Do you understand the purpose of the book? Do you understand when the book was written and why the book was written? Do you understand that the chronicler is trying to for a generation of people who have been in exile, for a generation of people who who called themselves the people of Israel, but they had no land of Israel and they had no temple in Israel. And they were questioning, do we still have the promises of Israel? The promises were that God would bless us and use us to be a blessing to the world. Is that still true? Are we, are we still them? Is this still our place? When, when you have a generation of people trying to figure out what's our connection to God, what's our mission from God, what's our purpose from God, and what the chronicler is trying to do is he's trying to take all these names and weave together a connection 
to Abraham so that he can connect to the promise. What he's trying to say is if you will just look back through your life, it might take you 12 generations to get there of a bunch of people that you didn't even know. But what you're going to find when you finally get to patient number zero is you're going to find out you you are related to someone and a product of someone who believe their family line was supposed to be a blessing and bring a blessing to the world. And all of these people for you are proof that you're on purpose, proof that you should be on mission, proof that God sees you and has a plan for you. And when you read all those names, what you're going to see is somewhere in the pages of history, not in the pages of the Bible, but in the pages of history, your name is going to be written. Mm. But there were names that came before it that made you on purpose. And there are names that are going to come after it um, that mean you need to be on mission. It It means you matter, and it means God sees every individual. So sometimes you really have to understand context. You have to understand history. And I found the best thing to do that is a study Bible. Why was this book written? Who was it written to? What is the purpose of the book? Go down in the notes below, page by page, you know, First Chronicles 6.23, what am I going to learn in this note? And what does that mean to me? A lot of times you really have to understand the background of Scripture to truly understand the power of Scripture in the, in the application of Scripture. But that, I mean, that is the, that's the best way to understand the bigger story of Scripture and, and to place yourself on the page. That's what, that's what I try to, mm-hmm. to tell people. Listen, you say, I'm struggling to really connect. Put yourself in the story. Put yourself in this, whatever chapter you're reading. Put yourself in that chapter in history at that point in time. What do you see? What do you feel? Um, what do you hear? What's going on? What are you learning about God? What are you learning about life? What are you learning about the world? Because when you do that, it just begins to open your heart to see everything God wants you to see and experience through a page of Scripture. Final question today, Pastor Christian. We, we understand that the Bible is inspired from God. We know that the Holy Spirit personally illuminates Scripture to us so that we understand the deeper meaning. So my question is, what now? What do we do with it now? What is our responsibility as followers of Jesus when God has illuminated the truth of his word? Yeah, so that's a great question, right? Because once once we know it, we got to do it. Paul said there were some points in his life where he didn't feel he was held totally responsible because he acted in ignorance and unbelief. I didn't know what to do. wasn't even sure I believed it. But once I believed it and I knew what to do, all of a sudden now I'm on, I'm on the hook and, yeah. and I'm accountable. And James says, be careful. James, the little brother of Jesus, says, be careful when you look when you look into the perfect law that gives freedom. Be careful reading it and not doing it, because that's going to make you double minded. That's going to make you unstable. That's going to make your religion worthless. Uh, be careful knowing but not doing. Uh, so I, I think it's important that this series really is going to make us all more responsible. It's going to make us more accountable. Like we talked about a few weeks ago, it's a scarier thing for me to one day get to heaven and realize not that the Bible wasn't true, but that every word of it was true. And I didn't, and I didn't do it or I didn't care about it or I didn't take it seriously. Uh, we are, we are more accountable. And James says, man, make sure you're not just readers of the word. You're not just hearers of the word. You're not just defenders of the word. You're not just knowers of the word. Make sure you're doers of the word. You got to read it. You got to grab hold of it and you got to do it. The word is how we know God. The word by applying it to our life is how we're transformed. The word eventually helps us find our purpose. And then we start our race. Mm -hmm. Then we have to go and do it. So, so the word gives us freedom but it also makes us accountable at the exact same time. And hopefully what this series is doing and has done 
is help people not just have more confidence, but help people have more accountability to think, wow, if it if it if it really took that much to come together, if God's that serious about passing this message on to me, um, I better take time to study it and do it because there's got to be something really important in it. Uh, for me, remember the purpose of this series is not to help you win an argument; mm-hmm. it's to help you put your faith in action. To to take Scripture seriously enough that you put your faith in action and become who God created you um, to become. The reason that God put His breath in Scripture was so that it could get to your lungs, so that you, like Adam, one day could take your first real breath and exhale, seeing the face of God and pursuing the plan of God for your life. Mm-hmm. Well, Pastor Christian, once again, I've been impacted by your message. I've been impacted by the podcast. I've been challenged um, to press into the inspired words of God found in the Bible with greater intentionality um, this week. So thank you. And we want to thank you for listening today and, and that you were willing to carve out a few minutes of your day to listen to the podcast. Our prayer is that you also have been challenged today to read and apply the inspired words of God into your life. We look forward to catching you next time on the Activate Podcast, where we challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.